You can help by shutting your face. What is up and welcome to another glorious episode of Horror for Dummies. We are the show that comes to you once a week that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about two films that fit the theme of the week. And the theme of the week is New Release Week. We will be looking back at the year 2020 so far and discussing various horror films from this year that we think are worth checking out. But our main focus is going to be on Becky and The Lodge. I'm your host, Tim, and with me is the dummy himself. His name is Dilated Daniel Loof. You did that last week, Gummy Bears. Oh, fuck. I forgot to change it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> da- dainty Daniel Loof. <laughs> there we go. How dare jo- you. <laughs> joining us is our best friends from uh, across the globe. We have, from the Friday Nightmares podcast, and I'll, and I'll introduce you separately, Miss Heather Powell. How are you? I am great and so happy to be here, guys. I love working with you. We love working with you. Do you know who I, lo- I love working with just as much as you? Or a little bit more, which is fine. I understand. Oh, I have a little bit of a crush on him, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> but <laughs> Mr. Hold Scott, it against you. Mr. Scott Crawford from also the Friday Nightmares podcast. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing good, and I am so excited to be back on the show with you guys and on our second date. Yay! <laughs> Scott rarely gets second dates, so this is a big deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's usually one and done, but for some reason, I'm brought back. I'm happy. Scott, you don't even have to buy me dinner. You are in. I've got the lube ready to go, and we can just yes. go for it. All right. We're, well, <laughs> excuse us, folks, while we go uh, take care of this business. <laughs> we're, not even, we're not even five minutes in. We're talking about gay sex already. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, guys. We are here, we're talking about the year 2020 so far, which I think we can all agree has been a shit year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As far as years go, this isn't my favourite. No, (laughs) no. And you know what's funny? Like, at the end of year, and and on New Year's Eve, every single year, I get people on Facebook going, what a shit year, can't wait for for next year to start. And I always think to myself, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, I had a great year. This year well, might be the first time I actually agree with everyone. I, w- I was yeah. in hospital, so I wasn't, like, super chuffed on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But we have had, I mean, we've had we've had a number of good horror films. Uh, a lot have been cut from this year, which sucks balls. Yet there are still a lot of uh, horror movies coming out in VOD that are worth talking about. Still putting them out. Yeah, which is great. And we have the best guest hosts to talk about them right now because you guys, Scott and Heather, have been fucking killing it with your movie watches this year. Oh, God, yeah. We we, uh, ended up challenging each other to only do first-time watches this year. And, like, besides, like, the older films, I am at 76 2020 watches right now. Holy shit. I'm at 79. He's still behind me. 
<laughs> yeah, she she's treating this like a competition, and she keeps yeah. kicking my butt. It is it, it is a competition. So just uh, like any time he slowly like aches out, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna watch fucking six movies tonight to fuck you. <laughs> you Daniel, you yep. know how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's actually you know honestly though, Tim, doing this, and I've said this on our own podcast, I did not have the knowledge of movies that that Scott did walking into this guy as much as I tease him um, has a lot of knowledge and I did not have that. And I feel like I have that now because mm. the more movies I watch, I'm, I watch the more I learn, the more I learn about what makes a good script, the more I learn what makes something flow well, which is why one of the movies tonight I had a problem with. Um, but yeah, like I think that it's really been an enlightening experience. I challenge you guys to do the same because it's easy to go back and rewatch your favorites mm-hmm. and get stuck in that rut and not look to see what else is out there. Yeah. So from July, do the same. Yeah. Like do a half yearly one. Yeah, do half year. That's fine. Usually, usually I do. Usually I'm this time of year. I'm usually around a hundred, but for some reason this year I've just fallen off the bandwagon a bit. I'm only up to thirty-one new release horror films for this year so far. Um, I need to catch up. I've got a month off work um, soon. So I'm going to be pumping them out. But, yeah, I'm really behind the eight ball. So it's really cool listening to um, you guys, um, other podcasts such as um, the Rotten Roundtable from the Horrorcast and um, um, uh, Fresh Cuts, those types of guys who are keeping me in the loop of what to watch and what not to watch. So what's the rules? So it's just just stuff from this year or or just anything I haven't seen Anything that's a first-time watch. Okay. Anything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think – because I think Heather and I are now over 200 first-time watches this year of older wow. and newer films. Yeah, we are nice. over 200, yeah. yeah. That's that awesome. Just horror? Yep. Counts? Yeah, well, that's what we okay. chose to do. If you guys okay. wanted to do other things, I don't like to watch a lot of other kind of movies. I hate romantic comedies. I like some action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm pretty basic bitch horror, and that's all <laughs> I want to watch. So... Yeah, it's honestly you would find it. It's not that hard. All right, and I'll whack all my shit up on Letterboxd, and then we can see yeah. what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we do. All right, yep, that's what we do. All right. and, and then you can make Tim feel bad every week, like I make Scott feel bad. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> I love making Tim feel bad. I know it's magical. <laughs> They'll be like, "Look how many movies I watched." You mean like, "Oh yeah, but I watched more." <laughs> <laughs> I know, and he I, will. I have Oh, I no, I totally will. in Heather's face, like, I'm finally catching up to you. And she's like, uh, nah, I just watched three more. <sighs> oh, <laughs> oh, so, let's rush you. <laughs> you <win>. Anyway. <laughs> I've still got, like, 31 over you so far, so. No, no, it counts from, like, July. I, oh, really? And then we do fresh start for, for us. So I have to start over again. Just on the, on, like, you can have your count, but, like, for this. Yeah. For, like, the competition-y bit. <sighs> All right, done. Let's do it. I'll beat <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Yay. All right. My wife's going to be like, why are you watching so many movies? I have to beat Daniel. You want steaks? <laughs> Are we doing steaks? Oh, we'll talk off air. All right. I'm, I'm too I'm too clouded to think right now. Fair call. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. you know where he is right now. I don't. <laughs> I'm still coming down. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sorry, I get excited. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, let's just dive into the show. Um, if you didn't hear the podcast last week, we've brought back a, uh, a segment that is beloved by many people, which is called Question of the Week. So let's just jump into that right now. Question of the Week. Question of the Week. And the question for this week is, what is your number one 2020 release so far? 
And once again, we had a lot of people comment on this, so thank you to everyone. We have Lance Langford, who says The Hunt, followed by Underwater. Nice. Nice. Ginger Jones, Invisible Man. Mind you, we really haven't had too much to choose from. Guns Akimbo was also a great trip. Not sure if you would put it in the horror basket. Has anyone seen Guns Akimbo? No, I but have. I saw it pop up. I have, and it's a lot of fun, but yeah, I would probably, I, I watched it, and I probably wouldn't put it in my horror uh, okay. list. It's it's more like really violent, uh, off-the-wall action, and it's, you know, the same uh, Jason Lee Howden who did Deathgasm, so I had to watch it. Oh, nice. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, okay. I might have to watch it, too. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, and he does a fantastic job. Yeah, I love anything. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I love Daniel Radcliffe. Anything he does, like, post-Potter... Is just because he can do whatever the fuck he wants, so he just does yeah. cool shit. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, Rob Humphrey says, I'm holding out hope that the back half of this year is going to be loaded. Right now, my number one movie is The Invisible Man. Nice. Julissa Davis, she sounds like a hot chick. As of, right, <laughs> as of right now, The Invisible Man, but there is a few good ones coming out later in the year that may also take my top place. Uh, Donna Nelly says, I saw it last year on the festival circus, but Porno is my number one film at the moment. Brand new films might be Blood Quantum or Invisible Man, but I got a feeling it's going to be uh, Penchula when all is said and done. Um, Penchula. Has anyone, you know about Mm -mm. that? Mm -mm. I have not heard of that one. The sequel to Train to Busan. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Am I I pronouncing it wrong? (laughs) Uh, you're I probably pronouncing it fine. Yeah, I'll say Peninsula. Yeah, Peninsula. Peninsula. What am I saying? Peninsula. Yeah. Peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've got a massive hangover. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's not good enough. I'm, I'm sorry. I will not Daniel, this is a safe circle. <laughs> <laughs> Peninsula is... I'm so excited for that. Train to Busan was my favorite movie of the decade and is probably my number one zombie film of all time now. So I'm so looking forward to that. I just hope they don't overdo it, you know? Yeah. 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 The trailer yeah, like, looked incredible. The bar's yeah. so high. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a little worried. I think maybe lower your expectations, my dude. Oh, it's so hard to do that, though, especially yeah. with the sequel to Train to Busan, because that movie was a perfect 10 to me. I love that. Same here. It was such a heart-wrenching, just great zombie story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you cry, Scott? I actually did have a tear in my eye. I fucking weeped for days. (laughs) It got me, man. He still cries when he thinks about it. I do. (laughs) He's like, why did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stephen Loblad says, I have to go with Becky. Very surprised how good this was, and the gore was spot on. That that gentleman has good taste right there. Yeah, he does. You should start a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> uh brian stitcher says it's either the invisible man or becky what a yeah. stitch up also brian <laughs> brian has great taste in movies as well he does he does brian is, is is one of the podcasters that when he talks about a movie i genuinely trust his opinions and when he's talking about a movie that i've seen i always tend to agree with his thoughts so yeah i'm pretty that. much right there with you on that one yeah, there's a few people in the in the in this community that I agree with. I also am an active participant community. 
<laughs> Always. I always see you on Facebook pages, Daniel. Always. Commenting, um, interacting. Um, being you're always like, can we just talk about the top 10 slashers of all time? Always. <laughs> all the time. Uh, Alan, <clears throat> I'm going to try and do this. Alan, cha cha! <laughs> Alan says, I don't know. Love your bunches, though. Philip Perron has come in with a very wise choice. He says his number one movie of the year is The Lodge. Oh, that's nice. Well, (laughs) Phil Phil and I have a few disagreements there. (laughs) About few. We will get to it. We will get to it. It it Um, bodes well that I was like, which one was The Lodge? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, Austin Proctor says Invisible Man. Uh, Renee J. Davis says Becky for sure. Brandon Young says VFW. That's one we haven't seen. Great film. Yeah, the movie's amazing. It is, man. Very John Carpenter-esque. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And lastly, Miss Monica from the Padded Room podcast says nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Either she hasn't seen a horror movie this year or she's just very picky. No one picked your one. I see. Huh? No one picked your one. My one? What do you mean? Um, I thought I, for sure you'd say Color Out of Space. Well, okay. Well, let's, but I didn't see that. Let's talk about Okay, so on my letterbox right now, my mm. number one film sitting is a film called The Closet. Has anyone seen this? No, but I, I want to see it. <clears throat> Mark Nado was talking about it on uh, one of the Rotten Roundtables. Um, I can't remember what episode it was, but... It is a South Korean film, um, and he it hasn't been released yet, uh, but he got me a screener. Um, I, I shouldn't say that out loud, um, <laughs> but it will be coming we'll out. Lucky it's not recorded. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it will be coming out soon, but this is another South Korean film, much like Train to Busan, that at the end I was left in tears. Mm. Uh, and that usually when a film can make me cry – it's usually big points for me um, because I've seen like countless horrors through the year. Nothing really scares me anymore, but if a film can affect me to the much I'm pouring out tears, it, it really gets good scores for me. Um, but yep. not just that it's, it's a ghosty type film, but it is phenomenal. And I loved it. It is slow at times, but yeah, I just really, really liked it. Um, but on par with that color out of space is still sitting right up there. I just loved that movie. And I know Heather, you are a massive um, Lovecraft fan. Oh my god, so much so. <laughs> I just sometimes I just like to watch the movies back to back so I can see how much I can handle like torture. I'm feeling sorry. <laughs> you know um, what? And I I respect Lovecraft films. Let me make that clear. It, they're just not my jam. Yeah. But I can understand why people would enjoy them. I just been a there's lot two out year. there for me. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, yeah. I. I I'm, I'm really excited for Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country to come out, the TV oh, series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Scott's going to talk about it all. Okay, that'd be great. It's done by one of your favorite directors, Jordan Peele. Mm, that puts me in a tough situation. It does. <laughs> um, uh, da- Daniel, give me your number one film of this year so far. Me? Yes. Um... I know, putting you on the spot here. I don't know. I like I'm sort of between I think like I mean you've got all my scores and my brain is shit. 
Uh, I think it's maybe between Invisible Man and The Hunt for me. Yeah, cool. Nice. They're two great films. Mm. Uh, what about you, Heather? Well, I, you know, and, and I, I want to just add something. I think for people that think this year has been shitty, I would recommend going through Netflix and Shutter and Prime a little bit more because mm-hmm. there's some there's some good stuff <laughs> out there. If you're allowed to. If you're allowed to. Um, and you can find some real good gems. Uh, but my number one is a French film called Get In. Uh, definitely one of my top movies. Not Get Out, to be confused with Get Out. It's not Get Out, it's Get In. The prequel. Um, <laughs> the prequel to Get Out. <laughs> um, but the very, very close tie to that is uh, Mom, Mother of Monsters. I would say that those two right there are um, my favorite films so far. I heard you talk about Get In on the latest, podca- latest episode of Friday Nightmares podcast. And I went and checked it out because of your recommendation. I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite film of this year. Um, I don't know. I just felt the story was a little too slow for my taste. I still, I still agree with you. It is worth a watch. Um, I had to watch it um, after Julissa went to bed because for some reason she can't stand foreign films. She hates the subtitles and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did. I had a. It was. I was up late last night and I was like, okay, I've got to go to sleep because I've got work the next day, but I couldn't turn it off. So that's saying something. You know, and I'm a big political person and that just, it spoke my language. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some movies that even if they're not, like I understand why people really like The Invisible Man. That's a, that's a phenomenal film. I get, I have the hunts up there for me too. Yeah. But it's there's just certain films that will speak to you mm-hmm. more than others. Um, yeah. Scott, maybe we'll talk about one of them that really spoke to him. I don't know where it is on his list anymore. Um, but, yeah, that, I think that's fair. I'm glad you watched it, though, and checked it out. That's good. Yeah. Um, what about you, Scott? Well, right now I'm kind of tied for my number one, and that is uh, one of them Heather already mentioned, and that's Mom, Mother of Monsters. Mm-hmm. That movie just uh, really just kind of hit home with me the way the performances were done and just the story itself was just devastating. Definitely um, need to watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it, Daniel. Mm. A lot. It's pretty devastating. You seem to like devastating stuff. <gasps> I love it, that, <clears throat> Luffy, it is on Amazon Prime for us. Oh, shit. You Fuck may yeah. need to rent it, or I'm not too sure if it's streaming on Amazon Prime, but it is Whatever, there. I'll, I'll fang it some dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then my, my other one that's tied for number one right now is The Wretched, which is all... Wow, uh, okay. I yeah, I know, that's love- surprising. <laughs> some people uh, have some love... real negative things to say that's why scott i'm not sure if you know that but yeah oh i know that i ignore what they say though because this is my own opinion and mm-hmm. um i don't know I, if you're I might be a little those. bit of i am not <laughs> usually on our podcast i'm not no yeah. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that's not true i know i'm just messing <laughs> but uh one of the reasons i i'm a little bit biased towards it because it was all filmed in michigan by michigan directors and it's pretty much like uh Rear Window and Fright Night, just a bit more violent and dark, and mm-hmm. I love I love those types of films. I um yeah I watched it as well. I really liked it. The um the how do I say this? The creature. I don't want to say what type of creature it is. Um the 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 makeup effects on that were really really cool. Yeah. Um yeah I had fun with it. I I. I, I'm going to have to agree with the majority of what people are saying. I got very heavy Goosebump vibes while watching it, like an adult version of the Goosebumps. 
Did you and, did you get that at all? I could see that a little bit. I didn't get it while I was watching the film, but I can see why others would. And mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm a huge fan of the old Goosebumps books anyway, so maybe that's another reason I liked it so much. Yeah, as am I. But yeah, and I I just uh, had a blast with both those films. Like, it's gonna be a very tough year for me by the time I actually make my top ten. Well, yeah, with uh, hopefully with the um, end of the year having all these theatrical stuff coming out, um, hopefully it, it it does come out and nothing else happens. Um, yeah, it's going right. to be a tough year. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's close the question of the week out. Uh, I got a question for next week. Um, kind of, kind of stealing a bit of your idea, um, Scott and Heather. Uh, you guys have a segment called "What Are You Listening To." Yeah, we sure do. Which is such a good idea because I've never heard another podcast do that. That is when you guys shout out another horror movie podcast. It sure is. We shout out you guys last time that we yeah. just recorded, not knowing that it was your podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> too far. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. No, no, that's it. I'm just laughing that's at the it. fact that we didn't know that you did that podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but question for question of the week for next week is, what is your favorite horror movie podcast out there? Nice. Um, obviously nice. excluding your own. So, I don't know, Scott Heather, do you want to shout out one while you're on here? Yeah, horror for dummies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. No, it is oh, actually horror, horror for dummies and uh, fresh cuts for me are, are honestly two I do not miss. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same with me. Uh, horror for dummies, and I would say the horror cast. Yeah, the horror cast. Nice. Is- I I because my last job I was a delivery driver, so I was driving for ten hours a day. So I had so many podcasts I listened to, and I changed into my newer job now, where I'm hardly on the road as much. Um, so I've had to cut a lot of podcasts out, which is heartbreaking. But mm. there have been a few that I still always have to listen to no matter what. And you guys, Friday Nightmare Podcast is one of them that I check out every time. Um, but yeah, I, I have my favorites, the Horror Cast, the Horror Returns, Padded Room uh, Podcast, Fresh Cuts is up there too, Kill the Cast. I have, yeah, my my loved ones. So, mm-hmm. Aww. Nice. yeah. I'm All glad right. we're in there. Right? <laughs> you guys won't leave. I love you guys. Aww. Yay. <laughs> love you too, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, before we get into the feature reviews for this week, let's just talk quickly about some horror movies that people may not have heard of that have come out this year. Um, does anyone want to go first or? Um, not me. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, one that uh, I think Heather was referring to that she wasn't sure where it's on my list anymore, but uh, it's a film called After Midnight. Yep. And. I connected big time with this film and related to it very, like, very closely because I went through a divorce about a year and a half ago, and this pretty much summed up how my relationship was going. And, like, it just hit me in the feels big time. There's probably, like, a good seven or eight minute dialogue scene between uh, the main character and his girlfriend, and the conversation they had was just, like, exactly something that, I pretty much experienced in my relationship and like the story alone, just I was sucked in the performances all around were fantastic. And there is a monster in it briefly. 
and it's one of those where you could kind of uh, debate if it's considered a horror or not, but for the situation of relationships and everything, I related it to a horror film. Yeah, nice. I've, I've checked that one out. Jeremy Gardner film? Yes. Um, you've seen The Battery, haven't you? I actually just watched it this year for one of my challenges, and I freaking loved it. Nice. Nice. I watched it uh, probably last year, I think. I wasn't as high as, it, as you were, but it is a well-made film. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, the creature effects in After Midnight, I, I'm really glad that they showed the creature in this. Yeah. And it's so original and, and cool looking that I kind of wish we got more of it. That was my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would have given more, but I think the reason is is because they wanted to fit, like focus on the relationship more than the monster itself. Because I yeah. think the monster was just more like an allegory. Yeah, nice. I get that. Um, Heather? Well, there's – there's. are we doing just one or two? How I do get, you want to as, – as, as, as many as you want. Okay, I'll just – I'll give two just for sake of, you know, moving things along. Mm-hmm. Uh, 122. It's a Arabic film, and it's – I would consider it a modern-day slasher. It's available yeah, sure on Netflix, either. and it's really good. It's uh, based off of a couple who wants to get married. They're in a car accident, and they get taken to this hospital where things are not as they seem. And it moves very quickly. It's about an hour and a half. And, you know, there's some slasher logic to it. So if you forgive things that happen in Friday the 13th, you should forgive things that happen in this movie. But all of it makes sense. Like none of it is, you know, in slasher logic makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very, very good film. Scott's seen it. So yes. I know he can attest to it as well. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a uh, very entertaining horror film. Yeah, and, and I feel like international films, man, like I've really kind of gotten on this kick this year of international films because there's some good shit out there. And the other one that I really enjoyed was Extracurricular. This is a very dark film about teenagers um, being involved in some very deviant activities. It's a, it's a heavy watch, and mm-hmm. it's not a happy ending. So no, it's definitely <laughs> a, a, they're well acted and they look like teenagers playing teenagers. They don't look like a bunch of fucking 30 year olds that are masquerading as 17 year olds, which Thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> right. So yeah. those are two movies that I would recommend. Um, one is on Netflix. Well, at least Netflix, Canada, Netflix, United States. I Extracurricular. Where did we watch that, Scott? Was it Prime? Yeah, that one was on Amazon Prime for us. Was it? OK. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys have it, but if anyone it's worth a rental. Like, both of these, if you had to pay for them, I would totally recommend it over some other stuff that's out there. Nice. Nice. So hard not to do the accent. <laughs> but I'm being nice to Tim. What, what, what accent? Yellow, bro. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll about come... Forget about it. Uh, shut up. I'm not in the Sorry. mood for your shit. <laughs> Wait, Tim. I'll, I don't like I'll... it when our dad's fighting. Tim. Right? <laughs> I feel awkward here. <laughs> but as long as I get two birthdays and two Christmases, I don't care. <laughs> um, I'll talk about one, um, really only the one that I can talk about that hasn't been mentioned already with my 31 watches this year. And I'm sure you guys, well, I'm, I'm actually looking on Letterbox here. I can see that Scott has seen it. Uh, it's called 1BR. Yes. One. Oh, my God. That movie's great. Oh, One Bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so if you don't know what one – how do you pronounce it? One BR? One Bedroom? Yeah, it's One BR, but I would I, – yeah. a lot of people call it One Bedroom. It doesn't matter. Like, honestly. Yeah. You know where it's 
yeah. where it's coming from. Um, but the story of this is you have a young girl who has uh, is looking for an apartment, and she finds an apartment, and um, uh, she finds out that the the group of people that living in this apartment block are very close and and very family like. And uh, this movie just goes in all directions that I did not expect. Um, I can't really say too much more about what happens because it's one of those movies that's better left off um, going in as blind as you can. Um, I went into this without watching a trailer or anything, and I think that's the best way to do it. This movie made me so fucking angry, though, but for the right reasons. I feel it was made for that. Um, it just pissed me off, you know. Um, it, but it's not one of those movies where it made me angry because of the character's decisions or anything like that. Um, I can't really describe why it made me angry without giving spoilers, though. That's the thing. Yeah. There was a common theme in that movie that I'm actually really sick to death of, but it was done well in that film. Can you say it without spoilers? Or? No. Well, uh, not really. I think Tim knows what I'm. There's an overall arching of why things happen in that film. Um, okay, yeah. and who's responsible and that's a theme for me that is exhausting but i think in that film it was done well and that's another film that was low budget but used their money well yeah, like another yeah. example of good script writing decent acting and good direction which allowed that film to be very very good without having huge money pumped into it yeah yep, exactly. uh, agreed agreed um yeah i really liked it i did find it very similar to another film um I'll, I'll just say it. If you've seen this movie, you kind of know where the story is going to go, but that is The Invitation. Have you guys yeah, seen that? Very yes, similar to that, yeah. Yeah. At the end of 1BR, I was like, huh, okay. That's yeah, you just... could definitely tell they were inspired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But The Invitation is a fucking phenomenal film. So, oh, so I um, I, oh, so, uh, you know what's funny? When I first saw The Invitation, I hated it so much. And then I rewatched it, and I'm like, what was I thinking? This movie is so good. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing uh, but good things about it, so I decided to finally add that to my watch list for this year and watched it. And yeah, it was it spoke the Scott language for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, besides that, like I I really haven't got that much to talk about, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to talk about anything else besides before we get into the feature of fumes, um, go for it. Um, yeah, I will bring up another one that mm-hmm. I. Don't hear too many people giving much love for, but that would be live scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this is how you do like low budget really, really well. Cause it's pretty much just one actor, the whole entire movie. And it's about this guy that's live streaming this, uh, cursed video game basically. And like, it's on a Twitch channel and everything. So you got like your Twitch chat going on the side and like, it's literally him just playing off of these text messages coming in through the chat. And like, you actually start feeling for like, you actually start feeling emotions for these characters that are in the chat group, even though they're not actually actors, they're just words on a screen. And yet you still feel like connected to these people. And yeah, I highly recommend it, especially if you have any like knowledge of like Twitch streaming and like, you're a fan of video games, like, this one like because it actually shows him playing the video game the whole entire time as well so it, i i i tried looking it up but i think they actually made this multiple video games that he's playing for this movie oh. and it's pretty freaking cool and it, yeah it's just one guy doing the performance the whole entire time but it's 
he does such a freaking amazing job and this is like such a like low budget underrated horror film for the year for me yeah sounds up my alley for sure i've yeah, heard, I like it daniel yeah i think you would love it i've heard you guys talk about this constantly i've heard mark nato talk about it constantly and this is a movie that i really really want to see um but i can't find it anywhere even really i've gone to one the, of those I've gone to the, to the lengths of, of trying to pirate it because I just want to watch it that hard, and I still can't find it. We never Not on that. iTunes even? Not even on iTunes? Not Australian iTunes, no. Oh, yeah, we have wow. a different, like, yeah. iTunes. Oh, man. It's great. That's why I had to borrow Becky off the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a pain in the ass, but this is a movie that I'm really, I, I can't wait to, to watch just because of what you guys have said about it. I think yeah, you'll it's... like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Like maybe not as much as I do, or as much as Heather does, but yeah, I think you will still appreciate it and like like it for what it is. Nice. And if nice. you have a sense of humor outside of Scott, you can watch Scare Package. <laughs> Scott, Scott didn't think it was funny, and I thought it was hilarious. So well, if you have a well, sense of humor of a ten-year-old boy, you're gonna be just fine because well, you, I thought it was really funny. You didn't think you're it was put, funny. I you did you not the, think it was funny. No, I said the first couple of stories were hilarious. After that, it just got less and less funny. No, it wasn't. It was it got it was funny all the way through. <laughs> it's I'm good so keen to see this. Yeah, it's. I think you'll like it, Tim, because you and I have a similar sense of humor, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's funny all the way through. It makes fun of horror films. You take it as it is, yep. and you don't look <laughs> that deep into it, and you're not Scott watching it, then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen it. the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Scott. I need, I, I need a new co-host. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've I seen... own the nightmares part of the podcast, so you can just have a oh. Friday podcast. <laughs> I will have a Friday podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about the Friday trilogy with Ice Cube and. Oh God! <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen the poster art, uh, poster art for a scare package everywhere on facebook everyone's posting about it i fucking love the poster it looks so it's it's such a, a, a throwback to 80s horror films it, and, oh it, it really is too oh I'm, I'm really excited for it i'm just hoping it's not one of those movies with a really cool poster that doesn't deliver it, it i think it delivers i think you, but you have to have a certain sense of humor watching it. And I joke it's of a 10-year-old boy, and I don't fully mean that. It's just it's very much making fun of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a satire. It's a satire. So you okay. have to enjoy satires. If you enjoy satires, you will be fine. Um, I I thought it was great. There's certain skits in it all the way through that I thought were just hilarious. And I think the wraparound is really good, too. Awesome. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the wraparound, and then especially that second story, In the Woods. That one just, I was in tears. I was laughing so freaking hard at that one. And then he wasn't laughing again. Yeah, after <laughs> that, I was just kind of like, meh, meh. Then he was just angry staring at the TV. <laughs> uh, no, no, not, not angry. I was just kind of just, eh, I was there. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm now so excited to check this one out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and watch it tomorrow night. And yeah, you make so. sure you say who you side with, okay? Like I will. I'll message you guys and let you know. No, no, All we right. want it publicly on our page. You say, oh. Heather is right. Scare Package is great. And if it, you agree with Scott, then you message him privately. Seems fair. Can't say anything wrong with that. <laughs> no bias there. All right. Um, Luffy, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't. But have you got any new release horror films you want to talk about? Well, no. 
<laughs> oh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, let's just jump straight into the feature films that we're going to do. So I thought it'd be cool. I'm really excited to talk about this one. So we're going to start off with Becky. Um, so we'll, we'll roll that trailer and we'll come back with our feature review on Becky. And now for our feature presentation. What happened by your forward, Becky? Search continues for four inmates who escaped federal custody this morning. Authorities say the men are armed and extremely dangerous. Come on, boy, let's go swimming. Oh, can you wait a sec? What is she doing here? You let her walk all over you. She's 13. Jeff, this gentleman lost his dog. Okay, well, why don't you give us your number? My dog is a Rottweiler. Purebred, or as the Germans call them, Rottweiler Metzgerhund. That's why you never let them mate with other breeds. You get the worst of both. Okay, I think it's time for you to go. Stay calm. I'm looking for a key. It has this symbol engraved on it. You seen it? No. Well, that leaves little Becky. Where's Becky? Wait, wait! He's gonna hold your dad still while I hurt him. I'm not gonna let them get away with this. When she was good. Stop running! She was very, very good. And when she was bad, hey! she was horrid. What was the point of all of this? For a key? It's worth much more than that. Becky! You're clearly a special girl! I don't want to have to hurt you. But I do want to hurt you real bad. We are talking about Becky from 2020, obviously. This one comes in a 5.7 out of 10. You're very low. And the, and the story is a teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of convicts wreaks havoc on their lives. This one stars Lulu Wilson as Becky, Kevin James in his first villain role as the character of Dominic, Joel McHale, as Jeff, um, Amanda Bruegel as Kayla, and mm-hmm. Robert um, Milliat as Apex, who, if you are an old-school wrestling fan, he played the wrestler Kurgan in the WWF. Oh, that's who he was. I knew I recognized him. Yeah. He's been in a few um, horror films. He was in a, a, a film called Monster Brawl. Oh, I've seen that. Seen that. Yeah. yeah. He played Frankenstein. Nice. That movie was ridiculous, but it was so much fun. It so was. Yeah. <laughs> it was so ridiculous, but yeah, it was a blast. Ah, uh, man. Wrestling and horror movies in one film. Oh, I'm straight in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is directed by Jonathan Millett and Carrie Mernion. I'm horrible with names. I can't do names. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, also, they also directed the film Cooties, uh, which stars yes. Elijah Wood. That was fucking awesome, too. I like that yeah. movie. And that's where I got to say, Heather, like, 
that I absolutely uh, I don't know if you've seen Cooties yet, but that that humor and that I was laughing my butt off. So I this is you're trying Cooties. to prove you have a sense of humor. Okay, so <laughs> yes. <watch> this yes. <laughs> 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 All right. And I know you find things funny. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start with our review. Um, I'm going to go last on this. So let's start with Scott. Go for it. What do you think of oh, Becky? I freaking loved this film. Uh, I watched it a couple weeks back with Heather because uh, we usually try to watch a movie together on Sunday nights while we're Skyping and just like try to keep, catch up on the 2020 watches. And... Yeah, I just had a freaking blast with this one, and then rewatching it with uh, my roommate for the show, like it it went up a point for me because yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with this film. It was just pretty much I my eyes were glued to the screen the entire time. The performances all around were pretty damn good, especially from Lulu Wilson. She is just freaking incredible, and. She is definitely going to be like a horror starlet that'll be around for a while because she's been in a couple other horror films now. Yeah. And but her performance in this, I absolutely loved it. Kevin James, I thought, did a great job. Like, I felt he was very intimidating, even though he wasn't like he wasn't the main focus necessarily. Like, yeah, he was there, but he wasn't the one doing a lot of the stuff. And but yeah, he still just gave this intimidating presence and. The music and the score of this was really awesome as well. And I love the setting, the cabin in the woods horror. It's right up my alley. And man, the violence. Oh, the violence in this is incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts without getting into spoilers. Nice, nice. Uh, all right, we're going to twist it up here. Um, actually, no, we won't. We'll go with Heather. Heather. <laughs> well, for. I love this movie, and since y'all need to know, it was filmed in Canada. Not only was it filmed in Canada, it was filmed about 10 minutes away from my house, the entire thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there's one spot where um, uh, Kevin James confronts the couple on the road or the gentleman on the road. That is a golf course literally 10 minutes away from me. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, So and it was filmed in an area that we call the Escarpment. Where mm-hmm. her treehouse was and stuff. So, of course, automatically, Scott knows if it's a Canadian film, I have to like it somewhat. <laughs> um, yep, she does. But uh, I will be honest, it was pretty cool when I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. And then I looked it up and I was like, Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Fuck yeah. Um, and then I was super pissed that I didn't know they were filming when they were actually here. But mm-hmm. I loved it. I felt like it was Home Alone on steroids uh, with some mm. of the things that occurred in it. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising. I honestly didn't know what to expect. Like, that was a movie that I went into blind. I knew nothing about it. I think maybe, Scott, you maybe knew more about it than I did. Um, nope, I actually had, I'd never watched a trailer, didn't know anything about the story. I just knew that this was a horror film, home invasion type film with uh, Kevin James. And I was okay. just kind of excited to see what type of villain he could play. Okay, cool. Yeah, he was fine in it. I honestly think you could have put somebody, anyone in that role, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Tim, because I know how fond you are of him. Um, <laughs> and but he was fine. Like he was, he was fine. Everyone was fine. But I really liked Lulu Wilson as well, and I really liked the woman that played Kayla. I thought she was very smart and probably one of the other smarter protagonists, even though she kind of had a side role. Um, great gore, enjoyable. I've watched it twice already. So that tells me that it's a good movie because I don't usually like to watch things more than once. So, yeah. Very nice. All right, Luffy, the time is now. Is it? Yep. Is it now? <laughs> it's now. It's fucking great. How can you not like this movie? 
Like, oh, they're so, so good. Like, I, again, also knew fuck all going into this because I'm me. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was like what Heather said. It was just like fucking adult as fuck Home Alone. Yeah, like, that is like the best comparison to it, too. Mm, like, the fucking, the kills are amazing. I thought Kevin James was really good. Uh, the gore is like fucking next level, which is excellent. Um, like this story is fucking solid enough. Like you don't really need too much of a story with this kind of movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It was just, it was just fucking fun. Like it was one of those movies where you like, you get like fucking so pumped up watching it because you're just like, fuck yeah, man. Uh, for me anyway. Yep, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. But yeah, I was just like fucking doing happy claps and shit and <laughs> I was I was stoked. It was a really good movie. Very nice. Mm. All right, I'm going to come in with my thoughts on the film. Uh I I'm, I'm going to agree with you all here. This is a well-made film, really well acted, uh shot really nicely, scored really cool. Um but I am going to have to disagree with the majority of people here. I do not think this movie is as good as people are giving it credit for. I, <sighs> I really, <laughs> really found this movie lacking in a lot of different things. Um, I, I, and I'll, I'll go through it straight up as I was watching this. And as, as you said, Heather, Home Alone with gore. So the thing about Home Alone, the original Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, that movie's a comedy. You can suspend disbelief and, and just enjoy it for how, how it was. I feel for me going into this movie, I was kind of meant to believe this was happening. I could not believe that a 13-year-old girl can take down full, fully grown adult men who are escaped convicts and meant to be badasses and stuff. It just it took me right out of the film. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, another thing, I, I, I just found this movie predictable. Everything that was happening, and 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 I can put my wife on the on the line right now, and she'll she'll say yeah, that. Get her up. No, she's asleep right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, let's not make up the angry pregnant lady. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, off you pop. Okay, get on. We'll be Becky too at your house going down. <laughs> exactly. I look a little like Kevin James, except just not yeah. as not as good looking. Um, but I just I don't know everything that happened. I guessed before it was gonna happen. To the point that I said it, and then my wife was looking at me going, how did you know it was going to happen? I'm like, because this movie is predictable. I can tell, like, it's so, it's cliched. Um, another thing, I found the story lacking. And and the biggest problem for me is I was watching this movie, and I'm like, all right, these guys have a key. And I was watching it, and I'm like, I can't wait to find out what the key's for. We, we get nothing. There's no explanation as to what this key was like. Why did Becky even care so much about hanging on to the key? She know, you know, she didn't know what it was for. So why not turn it over the second her father was threatened? And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to the spoilers here, but I, I need to. And why was the father putting up such a fight, telling her to run and refuse to turn it over when there was still a chance the goons would just take it and leave? No, they would have killed them, Tim. They would have killed them. Think. They saw their faces. Okay. That's what Kayla said. There's no way they would have. All right. dudes, they were yeah. Nazis. They were definitely going to kill her and her son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was no getting away with that. Like, there was no survival. I, I, I disagree with you on two points, but I agree with you about the key. The key was pointless. They yeah. just, that that could have not even been there. They could have just held them hostage for money. 
and it would have been the same. Yeah, it was thing. just a MacGuffin. It, yeah. it, it just exactly. it annoys the fuck out of me. You know, I, I don't need everything explained to me in films, but this is something that I need. I, I, I wanted answers for. And all we get is him saying something along the lines of something it brings your people and our people together or something along the lines of that. And so I was yeah. excited to see it. It's honestly, it's honestly, I, after watching this, I just got to, I was thinking in my brain of, of them writing this movie. And it's like the writer was like, all right, the goons need to want something. Um, I've got it. A key. Boom. Done. And uh, he never thinks about it again. And then the other writers are like, what's the key for? And the writer's like, I don't know. Who cares? It can be an artistic metaphor. People are stupid. That's exactly how <laughs> I felt watching this movie. Um, I, I will say that the key, what, what the key opens, I'm sure it's truly eye-opening. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I don't um, know. I get it. Just, no, I get it. Stabbed him in the eye. With uh, the no, no, I got it. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> it just, it really bothered me. It just honestly felt like they, 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 they didn't care about finishing this story off. Um, and they had no idea. I, I even went into Reddit and trying to find um, reasonings or, 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 um, or meanings for the key or something like that, and nothing happened. Do you know what I found? The first thing that came up on Google is Lulu Wilson also knows nothing about what the key opens. Yes. I'm like, great. So that just proves that the writers have no idea what this key is for. Um, that just annoyed the shit out of me. The, the, okay, look, the gore is good. I'll give it that. But I read, <laughs> I read a reviewer on Letterboxd, and he said this, and I quote, the eyeball scene An gave Fulci... Shut up, Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The eyeball scene gave Fulci a run for his money. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, if you don't know what that means, Fulci, who yeah, directed who the movie Zombie. Um, do you know yeah, the eyeball he... scene in Zombie? Yeah, Fulci no, is, yeah, is known for eye trauma in a lot of his films. And yeah. I wouldn't say this one gave its run for its money, but it definitely was, uh, it made me squirm. Oh, that, that one with the, the wood in, in Zombie? That oh, yeah, is yeah. one of the best eye trauma scenes in horror films. Oh, man. And to say that Becky gave that a run for its money, are you fucking retarded sorry Heather. i have a i have the i have to contradict you on one thing becky mm -hmm. is a sociopath that is set up right from the beginning yeah and it's shown at the end so of course an average 13 year old girl wouldn't be able to do this she is a, a, a psychopath like she is not a mm -hmm. normal human being so i think that you have to understand that someone who is like that has no empathy so when you set up all these kills and i disagree with you i think those could happen one in one case the dude is afraid of dogs it's mm -hmm. a big fucking like Rottweiler pit bull, whatever it is, mixed. That yeah. is intimidating. When she comes down, are we giving spoilers? I'm sorry. Are we? Yeah, go, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I think we're doing it. Fuck it. Um, when she comes down with those pencil crayons sharpened and the ruler and stabs him and beats him repeatedly, a psychopath would do that and wouldn't give up. Mm -hmm. Like she is the making of psychopath, and she is strong enough and big enough that she could pull off those things. Removing the board from the dock, yes, I get that. The backing the mortar into the guy. But it's, I hear you, Tim, but you have to sustain your disbelief in this movie. Like, I get that you're saying that they try to make it realistic. They did the same thing with Home Alone. Do we honestly think some seven-year-old be locked at home and go through all that shit, but people still love that movie and accept it for what it is? Also, they totally would have right? died, like, eight times in the Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I, I hear you, The only, and I agree with you about the key, and I agree with you with, like, 
the plot isn't the best. Like you're watching that movie for some gore. You're not watching it because you're like, oh man, this plot makes sense. Mm. But with her being a psychopath, sociopath, whatever you want to call it, they set that up pretty clearly at the beginning and they show it at the end. Yeah. That yeah. she has no empathy. So someone at that level could engage in that, but I respect your other points that you made. And I think you bring up some good criticisms of the film. Yeah, and I have to add to what Heather was saying with uh, especially like a little girl like that not being able to do these kills. What mm-hmm. I think the reason she was able to pull it off for the most part is because they were just not uh, like expecting she, it. they didn't, yeah, expecting it from yeah, a 13 year old girl. And they weren't uh, actually like, you know, being like as careful as they could be around her because there's like, oh, this is just 13 year old girl. What's she going to do? And then like she took advantage of that. Yeah, okay. I, I see where I see where you're coming from. It makes more sense. I don't know, just watching it, it really bothered me and I, I just could not get it out of my head. Every time she killed someone or did something, I'm just like, whatever. I could I could take over a thirteen year old girl. Um but <laughs> just But if she did it by surprise, like what happened, <laughs> could you? Like you gotta remember, this is this young lady is a sociopath psychopath. She has yeah. no empathy, no concept of what is right or wrong, probably no guilt. Yeah. So she's going to keep going like where you would if you had to defend yourself against that 13 year old child, I'm sure you would hit her. But I don't know if you could kill her because you have, you know, unless, of course, maybe your family was threatened. Absolutely. But I think mm-hmm. it would be difficult. And that's what they were playing on. But I, I think you sold the key thing right down the middle. And some of the shit that happened with that was completely pointless. You know, it was sloppy yeah. writing. I think you're 100 percent right. You never find out what the key was supposed to open. It was the dumbest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the best writing was between Kayla and Kevin James. I think that mm. lady said some killer lines, and Kevin James said some good shit back to her. I but agree. that's like where they put their effort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, one thing about the key too, I was gonna say is like in my head, like I yeah. use this as my excuse why, like I, because yeah, it is dumb that they don't really give you a reason or explanation. Like uh, Daniel said, it was just a MacGuffin, but. Uh, mm. I kind of just kept relating it to Pulp Fiction and what's inside I was the briefcase. fucking just about to say that. <laughs> you just yeah, never know the, what's the in the briefcase. Case. It doesn't yeah, matter what's Pulp in it. Pulp Fiction's a different caliber of movie, though. Oh, oh it definitely yeah, is. But that's, yeah. that's just in my head what I was relating it to. It's, it's yeah. like a lesser briefcase. <laughs> like a right, way lesser briefcase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Movies like that, it, it just infuriates me. When your whole time, the, watching the whole movie, you're just guessing what's going to be in it, what's going to be in it. It's going to be this big reveal and, and blow us away and then nothing they don't even try it just it's one of my biggest pet peeves yeah, in watching movies you're right it is predictable you're right absolutely <laughs> i would i wouldn't argue with you on that at all it's just um, that that scene sorry to cut you off that scene where they're on the dock and the guy falls in the water i said i said out loud i'm like and he can't swim and yep. boom. Like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god yeah. Like, and that scene reminded me of uh what was it uh the guy from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights when he falls in the creek where it's like in the shallow water. Oh, help me. I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, it was it was because he probably could have stood up. It was a small yeah. pond. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and for a um, guy that can't swim, like he was treading water pretty good for the amount of time he was in there. All right. Took her to right. get in the boat, start the engine. Back yeah, slowly. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you, but I love that kill. I'll be honest, when she did that, like, we were watching it together, and I was like, fuck yeah. Mm, fuck, this is yeah. awesome. Like, I, and I think you're right, Tim, but for me, I was just so involved in the killing scenes and the gore of it, and I have a huge thing with eyes. Like, my eyes, I'm 
paranoid about. So when she stabbed Kevin James, I, f- I felt that in my soul. And, um, you know, it just it just hit it for me. And I thought the the reaction of the father was pretty legit telling his daughter to run. Like, I'm sure you would do the same with your kids. Like, if you were like, get the fuck out of here, like, run, get yeah. wherever you need to be to be safe. Right. Like, I felt like that was a legit father daughter interaction. Definitely. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. The writing, I feel like the writing now that you bring it up was really good at parts and then just really shitty. Yeah. Like it was like a wave, you know? Yeah, it's it's like they focused on some points and just were lazy with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's well, a fair like, criticism. The story was yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. again, I'd still think it was it was just getting you from set piece to set piece kind of thing, yes. like from kill to kill. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it was doing. It's because you're pretty much just uh, you are the audience that is along for the ride. Like the story mm. is just kind of there, but it's just more pull you in and then just like just ha- just have fun with it like oh, man. i don't think it's supposed to be like uh dissected and like have some deeper meaning or anything like that it's just supposed to be the fun cabin in the woods home invasion type film and just yeah watch it have a blast but yeah there are some parts like the key especially is just like a big issue and then yeah some of the dialogue scenes like uh what was it i don't understand why when uh Kevin James' character is talking to the big dude in the house, and he's, like, you know, just trying to convince him to, like, continue with what he's doing. And mm. then he takes his shirt off and does, like, the salute symbol. And then, like, the next scene, his shirt's back on. I'm like, so what? why did he take his shirt off in front of the guy? I don't get why they did that, like, besides just to show off the Nazi tattoos. I think that's that's the reason, to show that they are still Nazis and and just – Showing him the tattoos to remind him of of their like his of their dedication mission. to the fucking cause and shit. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, and I and I disagree, Scott, with only one point you said. I think they were trying to do something deep and they didn't deliver. Like, there's no other reason for these dudes to be like, "We're Nazis." Hey, did you know they're Nazis? By the way, they're Nazis. In case you didn't know, they're fucking Nazis. And mm. then want this key thing in the comment that he made about all races have a purpose. Your race, your people, and my people. Like, I actually think they were dipping their toe in that pond. Now that Tim kind of brings up some plot holes that I didn't think about, and they didn't do it well. That was the problem. They could have. They could. They didn't need to be Nazis. They didn't need to be looking for a key. They I, could have been a gang of yeah. thugs that showed up there and were like, "We want some fucking money." Yeah. That that yeah. could have been it. Like that could have been true. it. I, right? I think it was as much as we need to hurt somebody. How do we make someone not care if they get super hurt? That's yeah, good point. Good point, Daniel. Like, but just make it thugs. Like no one agrees with thugs breaking into your house, threatening. No, but um, like people hate Nazis. You like you can get behind somebody mm-hmm. like fucking up a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And if you can't, we're not friends. But especially <laughs> um, in the. Yeah. Especially in the climate that we're in with uh, yes. our countries, too. Everything. It's, like, it's fitting well, the right world. Now. The world. Yeah, yeah, good. It's totally yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of Kevin James as as this villainous character? He was fine. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I thought for what I expected from Kevin James, I thought he did great because I didn't expect much because I've never been a fan of him. like, And I've only known him for his, like, dumb comedies from Adam Sandler movies and Mm -hmm. like the King of Queens. And I never had, I never hated him, but I just never thought of him as a serious actor to so seeing him try to even do a serious role. I was just kind of like, all right, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And 
yeah, I thought, like I said earlier, I thought he was pretty intimidating. Like, he wasn't, like, I would say the serious threat compared to the rest of the guys <laughs> in the gang, but, like, he was obviously the leader. Mm. But, <laughs> like, they definitely made him look intimidating. And, like, I don't know, even though he didn't, like, try to change his voice, just the way that he uh, spoke, like, with his tone and everything, just made him sound very intimidating to me. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, freaking uh, best actor award goes to Kevin James. But, yeah, I was way more impressed than I expected to be for, you know, an actor that I didn't care for. Yeah. Heather, what about you? You know what? I thought he did pretty damn good. I I think, honestly, though, you could have put some anyone else in the role and it would have been fine if they had the acting chops yeah but i think for him coming in there known as a comedic family guy like i like uh is it king of queens that's that's the name of his sitcom i think he's funny enough like i i find him cute like i do i think he's a cute man and he seems like a super nice guy so to see him be like i don't give a shit if everyone dies here um i i enjoyed him i thought he did just fine for the role and i my understanding is he's extremely proud of his performance and i think and i think he should be he stepped outside of his comfort zone and he did something different good for him it usually plays just like the bumbling fatty yeah and he did something completely different and i i you know i thought all the actors were were good enough the one that stood out to me the most was honestly kayla in her supporting role Mm -hmm. and lulu wilson I liked her. I believed Kayla's reaction about her son. I believed her reaction when she told off Kevin James. And there were some fucking funny lines that she said to him that were like, yeah, really, really fucking well delivered. Yeah. Like she was like, she was feisty. She was smart. Like when she was out in the woods and they said, who are you looking for? Our dog, Becky. Mm. And the dog got shot. And the moment she walked back into the house, they said, oh, we shot Becky. And you saw the dad react. And she said, oh, that dog wouldn't have hurt you anyway. Right. Like she was, she was fucking smart. Like she was the one that said, they're going to kill us no matter what. Like we need to figure out how to get out of the situation. I feel like her and Becky were the strong points of the film. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, I do want to go back to, uh, like when you were saying that how, uh, any, you, anybody could have pretty much done Kevin James's role. Like I'm probably putting words in your mouth, but like, you know, other, another, no, no, that's what I said. Yeah. As long as I had the asking chops, I think it could have been anybody. Yeah, uh, this was brought up on the most recent uh, Rotten Roundtable with Mark Nato. He was talking about it, and he said he would have liked to have seen Joe McHale be the Nazi bad guy and Kevin James be the father, because yeah. yeah, Joe McHale yeah. could just really so much play more someone unlikable. intimidating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know yeah. what's funny? Unlike- Sorry. Um, oh. Going into this movie, I knew nothing about it. I knew it starred Kevin James. I thought that Kevin James was the uh, protagonist. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know he was oh. the villain. So, yeah, going in, I thought it was that way. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I, re- I reckon it would have been a lot better being done like that. Mark Nato also said uh, he posted a review on this movie on his Facebook page, and he said something that, that I thought of as well, is that he couldn't get out uh, Kevin James, the comedic version of Kevin James, out of his mind while watching this. So it... Look, Kevin James did a decent job. I'm not saying his acting was bad, but just for me, I, I just I could not see him in any other role besides fat guy, fall down guy. Yeah. You know, so I don't. That's just that's just me. But yeah, I, I, I think yeah, it's it's really like once you get 
if you're an okay, if you're a good actor and you get typecast as one thing, especially if you've been one thing for so long, uh, for so many people, yeah, like it's super hard to break out of that. Like it's not like amazing actors where it's like you fucking know it's Tom Hanks, but when you're watching a movie, it's always the character. Like yeah. you, you never watch a Tom Hanks movie and you like oh that's just tom hanks he, he always embodies a character so well and he does so much stuff where you just like forget yeah and you totally sucked in but like i don't know someone like jack black or, or shit like that you're always like oh it's just jack black uh, turned up to whatever number he's going to be yeah. turned up to for this role yeah yeah um and I, I think kevin james is the same fucking thing i think mikhail is the same thing too to be real agreed agreed um, all right, well, let's go into final thoughts. And if you want to, you can do a score out of 10. So we'll start with Scott. All right. So, yeah, I, like I was saying, I had a blast with this film. Um, yeah, there are some flaws to it, but I'm kind of overlooking them for the most part. Um, the key is just a very big issue, um, especially like you brought up some plot holes that, you know, make sense. But, yeah, I was pretty much just along for the ride on this film and just loved the hell out of every minute of it like even with the issues i just like you know like kind of like how we were talking earlier with slasher films sometimes you just ignore things and Mm -hmm. i don't know for this type of film i just think i could get past it um and yeah i think uh what we were saying like all the performances all around were good to great the gore is amazing i i can't repeat enough how much i love the freaking score to this film like i the music in it is just so freaking awesome and yeah, I would give this a 9 out of 10. Wow. Nice. Shit, okay. Good score. Um, all right, Heather? Well, you know, Tim, you actually brought down my score, and I'm going to oh, have sorry. to rearrange my letterbox. It's right now my number three. It will still be in my top 10. Uh, but I, I think your points that you made were valid. And I was able to argue points that I still believed in. So that kind of kept it in my top 10. So I'm going to give it a 9.5. Originally, it was a 10 out of 10 for me. But I think with the valuable things that you talked about, you made some good points. Way to ruin movies for everybody. And as much as I... uh, No, that's okay, though. That's the point of this, right? Is to have discussions. I, I think I overlooked the key thing because I just... Love the gore so much. And I'll be honest, anytime a film is made near me, I get like really ridiculous fucking happy about it for some reason. Like the opposite, um, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I love when films are made near me. I think it's like the coolest shit ever. So anyway, um, yeah, that's where it's going to stand for me. But I still strongly recommend people to watch it. I think out of other films that have come out this year, this is something that generally anyone can enjoy at least. You may not love it, but I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I'm sorry I put your score down low. <laughs> Don't be sorry. It's a good productive conversation. That's what this is all about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luffy. Yo. Um, <laughs> look, I, I thought it was fucking a blast. I super enjoyed this fucking movie. Um, I'm going to give this bad boy an eight. Which wow. Is, which is good for me. Um, I, I just thought, like, for me, it's just, it was Home Alone, but instead of cartoon physics, it had the horror physics. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, all the, I don't know, that shit doesn't matter. I just had so much fun watching it. I, I feel like it, it's just something I could totally just chuck on um, while I'm, like, playing my Switch or something and just be like, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You don't have to think too hard. The, the fucking, the, the, the kills look sick. 
everyone did their job enough. <laughs> yeah. So I was just, I don't know, yeah, like uh, Scott said too, it was just like a roller coaster, man. It was just along for the ride. I just turn your brain off, watch the kills, have a good time. Nice, man. Hmm. Um, all right, my final thoughts and score. I, uh, I'm obviously on the lesser side of this movie. I, I just, it just didn't You're work for me. Not going to make friends this episode. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to be on the opposite <laughs> side of most people. Um, I, it just didn't work for me, man. And, and to be honest, I'm, I kind of wish I was with siding with you guys. Um, in saying that, this is a well done film. So I, I, I'm not one of those people that just because I didn't like it, I'm going to give it a one out of ten. I, I can't stand those people. Um, so for me, this is, I'm, I'm giving it a five out of 10. It's for me, it's an average film. Um, it's well-made. It is one that I recommend everyone check out for themselves because obviously I'm in the minority here. Um, I'm sure that most people are going to enjoy this film, but I just felt that there was too much lacking for me to really go back to it. You know, honestly, what I need, what I need right now is Is a cult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If a cult had been in the film, it would have been a ten out of ten. <laughs> we'll get I'm to that. Um, no, what, what I need is is fresh cuts to do an episode of this because I know fucking Jerry Venom is gonna come up with some some metaphor meaning of what that key is, and it's gonna blow my mind because he always does that. He's a genius. So. Uh, Jerry, if you're listening, or Mike from Fresh Cuts, get an episode on this out. You've done it before for me, so you can do it for this one. I thought um, that was a. I thought that was a hairstyling podcast. I love that. That's amazing, Daniel. Never mind. But no, yeah, man. This look. Go and watch it. Be the judge for yourself. Just because I didn't like it doesn't mean you won't either. Um, but yeah, five out of ten for me. So obviously I'm on the lower side of this. Um, so that's Becky. Uh, with that said, we obviously do the song related to the movie. This time we've got our friends and our guests and our special boyfriend girlfriends to yeah. pick the songs for the movie. So and and, and I apologise, I can't remember who picked the song for Becky. I think it was Heather. I did. Heather. I did. Okay, yep. go for it, Heather. What song did you pick? It's I Want Candy. <laughs> okay. Why? why? Why are we laughing at that? That's the name of the song. No, I know, I know, but give the reason why you picked it. Well, because she's eating candy throughout the entire <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> mm. I just remember the ending scene, and she uh, looks at the camera, and this is where you see the true sociopath or psychopath, and she bites into this gummy worm and is like, mm. "Yeah, I fuck these people up, and I ain't gonna say anything about it. I just don't remember anything." Yeah. So that's why I chose that song, and I listen to other things besides one band, so that's why I also oh. chose it. Oh. You <laughs> <laughs> um, which which version do you want? I know Bow Wow did a song. That song. No, the, the original, <laughs> the one, but here I'll also look it up. The one that's done by the. Like in the like the I don't know the eighties or whatever it was the chick I'll find it. <laughs> I'll right. look it up. Uh, while you're doing that, I did come up with some trivia for this film. Just one little note that that may be cool for discussion. Um, Simon Pegg from um, Shaun of the Dead was slated to play the villain until he dropped out in May of 2019 due to scheduling conflicts. Then Kevin James was announced as his replacement one month later. 
Really? I could say Simon Pegg to a good I knew show. that. I, I told Scott that. I don't know he's acting Wait. surprised. Wait. <laughs> I don't remember you Scott telling me that. Scott doesn't listen to me. Fuck sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a short-term Bye. memory, okay? <laughs> we had a whole conversation about this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But that's okay. Thank you for sharing that information, Tim. That's all right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm of some help. But now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a short break, listen to I Want Candy as per Heather's request, and we'll be back with our review on The Lodge after this. Mm-hmm. you feel about going to the mountains for Christmas with Grace? She really wants to get to know you guys. That's our mom's hat. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. Okay, guys, I'm off. Have fun. 
What is happening? Christ. Everyone committed suicide except for her. Repent and you will find salvation. Guys! Things are very uncomfortable between us and we're stuck in a house together. What is this? The power's out. Where are my things? It makes no sense. Heard something. Repent. Repent your sins. Hello? Did you do that? We didn't do anything. We're leaving. What are you talking about? Look outside. We're stuck here. We are back and we are talking about The Lodge from once again 2020. Uh, the story with The Lodge is a soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. This stars Riley Keough as Grace, who, if you don't know, is Elvis's granddaughter. Huh. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jaden Martell as Aiden, who's obviously from the movie It. Uh, Leah McHugh as Mia. Richard Armitage as Richard. And Alicia Silverstone as Laura. This one's directed by Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz, who also directed um, Goodnight Mummy and A Field Guide to Evil. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump in with my first thoughts first because this is, once again, we're going to have a fight here. This one's going to be a fight <laughs> between us all. Um, so, okay, my first thoughts on this movie. I, I went in, I, I pressed play, and I kind of was dreading it a little bit because I heard people say it was slow. And sometimes slow movies don't really work for me. I, I get bored. I have an attention span of a goldfish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, I was glued to the screen the entire time. This movie hit me emotionally multiple times. I, th- I I found the story, unlike Becky, this one was not predictable at all. I I kind of I was guessing, <laughs> I was guessing where this movie was going to going, and I kind of had my mind made up. And where it does go, I I, I my mind wasn't there, so it surprised me in that. Um, I, just, I, just, I fucking love this movie. I found it phenomenal. I just had a blast from start to finish. Uh, I, won't, I won't say it's perfect or anything like that, um, but I just really had a good time watching this movie. Uh, we'll get more into it, but first I need to hear from Mr. Scott Crawford. <laughs> oh, boy, where do I begin? Um, Go on. All right, so I'll start with uh, what I like uh, right off the bat. 
this is the type of film that I was really looking forward to because this this is like my type of film. Like it had like that A twenty four style, just uh, mm-hmm. the way it was filmed and just like the mm-hmm. deep serious horror film. But and so going into it, I was really excited. Um, getting into it, I will say the performances were all around amazing. Uh, the cinematography was freaking beautiful. The score was haunting. However, the story. Oh my God, did this. Ugh, all right. <laughs> this movie made me angry. And I don't get angry at movies. And this mm-hmm. one just pissed me off to the point where after Heather and I watched it originally, I said, fuck this movie. <laughs> I was that yeah. angry. Like, <laughs> um, For one, the... I'm not going to get into the spoilers, but the motivations and the way some of these things happen in this film made absolutely no sense for the characters that portrayed it or that actually pulled this stuff off. Like I could not stand, like I could, like, cause they, you know, I could not shake the, uh, what is the word I'm trying to look for here? Uh, I, you're trying to play like a serious horror film. But with the way they did this, it I just couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't turn off that disbelief. Like it was You found it unbelievable. Yeah. Like you very found it unbelievable. Unbelievable that specific characters could pull off what they pulled off in the film. Is yes. that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yes, thank you. No yeah. Problem. And like it was just so glaring to me that this it, I could not get rid of it for the rest of the film. And uh Heather and I both pretty much predicted this film. Like, yeah, I predicted I, it in the first 10 minutes of exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very predictable to me, like, yeah. where it was going. And it was just ugh, so freaking disappointed. And, yeah, this is my biggest disappointment of 2020. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, Heather, you want to come in with your thoughts? Wow, I don't know. That's hard to follow. I feel like being like, yeah, yeah, I agree with Scott. Um, <laughs> it First of all, it was filmed in Canada. It was filmed in Quebec. <laughs> Automatic you see, six stars. And you, I know, right? <laughs> Automatic, it's at least a five. Um, I agree about the acting. I agree about the filming. I think they had good intention, but this film too hard, tried too hard to be like the cool kids. It tried too hard to be like Midsommar and Heredity, and it tried too hard to be like, oh, we're so deep. And I am, I am beyond angry the fact how mental health is presented in films, and I'm tired of it. And I think it does nothing. And I... That was a, I have a fundamental issue with that in this film, and that's my own personal belief. Um, I, I, yet again, acting was great. It was nice to see Alicia Silverstone again, even though she was only in it for 50 seconds. Um, but yeah, I agree that even, you know, with these two characters pulling off the stuff that they pulled off, I, I can, I can forgive that. If I'm going to forgive it in Becky, I, I have to be fair and forgive it in this film as well. But, um, I just I just felt like it was so predictable. Like the moment it started and they got to the lodge, I'm like, yep, this, 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 and this is how it will end. And I called it. So it was extremely predictable to me because it tried so hard to be like every single artsy film that came out this year. And this to me was an artistic film without substance, uh, without really, you know, falling back on tropes that were just easy to pull from and an ending that was just... And... and you know, poor decision-making by the father throughout the entire thing. Like, worst father of the year belongs to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and... I think they make that mug. I think so. <laughs> and I think he deserves it. But I will give respect to the 
to the actors and to the filming of it. And I can see why people would like it. And I am aware of the fact that I have some biases due to my own issues of how things were presented in the film. And that's my own personal belief. That doesn't mean that other people have to feel that way. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. You should have let her go first. Cause then I could have copied what she said and made me sound smarter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you sounded fine, Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Luffy, tell us what you think. <laughs> really? A fucking dog shit movie. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yuck. Oh. Yuck. Yucky. No like right, expl- Explain why. That's it. I just did it. <laughs> you just said it was yucky. Explain yeah, why it's yucky. Because it's yucky. <laughs> okay. Um. No. All right. So this is like, you know how like Becky was like Home Alone with horror physics. Mm-hmm. Like this movie is like those like we don't like our new stepmom, so we're gonna play pranks on her with horror physics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. I don't fucking care. But um, <laughs> sorry, but I fucking spoiled it for anyone. But whatever. Nah, it's we're spoiling it. Who cares? No, you didn't yeah. spoil it at all. There's still layers of other shit they sprinkled in there, so it's okay. Um. <laughs> I'll agree with the performances were great. They they did the best they could with what they had. Um, I don't think the shots were great. I think it was discount Ari Aster. Um, that is a like, very good description. Like it felt like unearned. It felt unearned. Like with Hereditary and Midsommar and all those, it's like yes, it adds to it. It like brings it all together. Whereas this was like. Oh, I'm seeing the same shots, really, and getting the same vibe, but without the substance. Um, I, I'm like Heather. I work in mental health. I have mental health stuff. Like it's, this was not cool. <laughs> it it just like, I love a cult movie. I really do. I like cult stuff. I think it's fun. Um. Because it's so ridiculous. Uh, and, and it's really interesting what um, what cults can make people do that's so beyond the normal realm of, like, thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuff is really interesting, and you can do really interesting shit with it. This movie didn't do fucking shit with that stuff. Like, there was a little bit of it, but it was just mostly her mental health stuff like why would you take somebody's fucking meds what did they think was gonna happen what okay look these Ah. kids were young obviously they're in a bad state of mind they just lost their mum. they are not thinking they are only thinking about one thing and that's revenge and they're not just mad that is it's not because they don't like this stepmom they're blaming her for the death of their mum. so they want revenge at the highest price that's that's the that's the thing i got so yeah it's, it's, you have to suspend disbelief, much like most horror movies. But I, I, I sort of can, but it's so hard because it's so stupid. I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated that twist. I didn't pick it at all. I didn't think they'd be so stupid. I'm like, there's no way that this is like, oh, the kids just hit it really well. Like, I mean, I mean, you found out where they hit it, and it was pretty. I mean, yeah, but good. like, they would have had to go out there, and it's freezing cold, and fuck that shit. I don't know. I don't like the cult. But, um, like, 
and they printed up fake articles and shit and went to all that effort as well like it's so elaborate my yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that is my serious issue is this like 13 and 14 15 year old kids have figured out how to create a fake news article to make it believable and come up with these elaborate schemes to make her think she's losing her mind, taking her medication away from her, Mm. which this is the trope that I know Heather is tired of, and I am too, is, oh, she doesn't have her medication, so she's crazy now. Yeah, kooky bookies. I I think two teenagers could come up with that. I think that if we're willing to suspend our disbelief that a 13-year-old and Becky can do that i think what time teenagers could do that what scares me is a dog being killed and that also means some sociopath shit that was going on i don't remember who killed the dog you know and i feel like that is you know that is that is scary that if it was the children and they were capable of that that's frightening Mm -hmm. um, behavior and that means that they could have been capable of doing the other things i i really don't have a beef with that i have a beef with she was in a cult and that made her screwed up and now she's still screwed up, and I'm a dad, and I'm going to peace out for, like, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. That was more the dad of my was stupid. You know, and, like, not even to check on his kids or call to talk to her and just talking to the kids and not her. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that, to me, seemed a little silly. But the children pulling off what they did, I, yeah, silly, but if I'm willing to forgive it in other movies, then I have to forgive it in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe they were so intelligent to come up with such, such an yeah, elaborate plan and predict her reaction but not predict the consequences of how bad it could could go yes yes like how can you be so smart and such a fucking idiot at the same time that's my that's my disbelief yeah Yeah, where they're really stretching it for me and for Um, me i can suspend my disbelief with like becky a bit because i just looked at that more as like not nearly as serious where this one's trying to be serious, artsy, hereditary, midsummer style, mm. and I just, I just couldn't get past that. Like, I, like, I went into this like going, okay, this is gonna be like some deep meaning shit, and no, it just fell what flat on his face. It, it was like there was no, I didn't get a message, I didn't get a meaning, I didn't get anything of substance from it. I just got that these kids are fuckwits. Yeah, and, and mental health is bad if you don't take your medicine and you're dangerous and going to kill everyone. And that's what yeah. pissed me off. That yeah. really makes me mad. And that's a personal fucking <laughs> issue I have. Yeah, like mental health people and, and Daniel, you work in the industry. And I'm not saying that people aren't dangerous if they take their meds. But people who suffer from mental illness are more likely to be victims of crime. They are more likely to have things happen to them. And mm-hmm. when I see shit like this, it just makes me mad. And that's my own personal thing. So I'm trying to remove that. But we've kind of shit on it a lot. I feel like Tim should be given a chance to defend it because we're like, it's so bad. And Tim's like, well. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm fine. It's funny. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Heather. I um, There has been so much mental health type horror films coming out uh, lately. And, I, and I'm kind of tired of it. I'm, I'm done. Um I feel like the Babadook really brought this subgenre back to back to the mainstream, and I feel like so everyone's good. trying to cash in on it. Um, yeah. yeah, the Babadook's good, but um, but so is this movie. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't know. I just I really found I found this 
It's funny, as I didn't find Becky believable, but I found this somewhat believable. And you are, all three of you are making good points. It's kind of opening my eyes a little bit. Um, I'm doing exactly what Heather did with Becky. Um, Fuck yeah, ruining movies. Yeah. (laughs) Way to go, Heather. (laughs) I just try to do my best, you know? (laughs) No, no, it's it's good to have discussions like this. Um, you, You made a good point when... I don't know who said it, but um, right, at the, like they're thinking about this plan, and then right at the end, they didn't realize the consequences. I just took this movie as what it was. I didn't really think too deep into it after finishing it. I just enjoyed it for what it was. And I know, I know, you're probably thinking, well, why didn't you do that with Becky? <laughs> and maybe I should go back and rewatch Becky. Um, but I just, I just, I was just enthralled with this movie. I loved it from start to finish. It hooked me the first 10 minutes with, you know, what happens mm-hmm. had me like, back, shouting, yeah. holy fuck. I did not expect that. And yeah, to, that, be honest, that got me. to be honest, and this might be controversial, that pissed me the fuck off when she, when, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, when the mother killed herself, mm. um, I don't know if I should really talk about this much, but suicide is somewhat a annoying subject to me, um, especially in in this case, um, because I just see it as selfish. Well, you also have children, and I think you yes. have another understanding of it too, right? So for you looking at it as a parent, like none of us have kids, so you're probably like, well, how could she do it to her kids? Yeah. Like, right? I like I and I get that. Like I'm very uncomfortable with suicide. Like I've talked about it many times. I I find it a very difficult subject for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mad too, even though I can understand that whatever pain she was in, she felt that was the only outlet. You feel bad because she leaves these two kids behind. Yeah. You know, and they're yeah. the ones that are going to suffer. Exactly. And, and for yeah. me, it made like it made sense for the like yeah, it's uncomfortable and everything, but it made sense for the film because. That is kind of what triggered, uh, I forget her name, but the new wife, uh, the new girlfriend's uh, Great. suicide cult uh, oh, memories yeah. coming back. Mm. So yes, it was like it was, I think true. that was kind of like the, the the start of the whole memories flowing back in and causing her to be haunted by the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think obviously it brings the whole story around because these kids are blaming this new woman for their mother's death, which yeah. is really really heartbreaking but at the same time with these kids being that young i can kind of see where where they're coming from you know obviously i i would be thinking somewhat the same same thing i wouldn't go to the plan or or try and sabotage this woman's life or anything like that but i'd be kind of in my mind blaming this woman for the death of my mum. so I, I i see what they're what they're coming from I yeah. I understand the motivation. I just I disagree with the execution. Yeah. Okay. And but and I also gotta say worst father of the fucking year because oh my uh, new girlfriend and the kids the kids obviously do not like her. You know what? I'm gonna go to work for two weeks and leave you all isolated in this cabin out in the woods. Yeah. I'll see you later. And then uh, you know when I call and uh, talk to my children. I'm not going to ask to speak to my girlfriend because and like, see how she's handling the kids. I'm just going to like listen to them. Sure, that's fine. I'm, that, that's how I'm going to roll. Duh. Yeah, don't speak to the adult. Yeah. Yeah, don't speak to the adult. <laughs> um, and every interaction that they had showed like, that this was a bad idea. 
Right. There yeah. was like no semblance where the dad would have been like, okay, everything's fine. I can leave now. No, there mm-hmm. wasn't. Like, yeah. it, it sucked because I was enjoying this movie. Like, uh, it was like, it wasn't like the best movie or anything, but I was like, I'm like, oh man, I think I'm going to be like fucking arguing with like Scott and Heather and stuff. And then it all kicked off and I was like, oh no, no, they're right. no 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 no. i'm i'm mad i was like and yeah like i don't like i don't get too mad at too many movies because i just don't because it's just a movie but i just ah this was so stupid and i really wanted it to be culty (laughs) i'm so tired of cults i'm so i'm so what is americans why are americans afraid of cults scott why the fuck are you all afraid of cults (laughs) scott Um, Maybe Scott went to join one. Bye, Scott. Scott. <laughs> oh, crap. Sorry. I was, I was on mute. My bad. Uh, but no, I was going to say, but technically, wouldn't is this a Canadian family? Because no, I know it was filmed no. in Canada. Uh, but you, you never say that. It's, first Ooh. of all, it's an American film filmed in Canada. They never okay. say it's in Canada. Yeah, I was gonna, so, I couldn't remember that part. But like, there. And <laughs> but explain no, I, why Americans are afraid of cults. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just like a remnant of the satanic panic from the 70s and i don't know why <laughs> like but i think it's just like that's it's the new age version of the satanic panic just with weird cults and i think it's the fear of the whole hive mind mentality that cults can produce yeah i've always been a group think bad person <laughs> yeah 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 but like yeah, like I love cult films, but it's starting to get really oh overplayed. God. It's the it's the zombie genre of uh, like 2010 all mm. over again. Yeah, yeah, I still love my zombie movies, but zombie but... cult. <laughs> yeah, zombie cult. <laughs> if that's a cult I could get behind. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, this as I said before, this movie hit me emotionally. Um, I, I thought and we we all said about the performances. Um, we're all really good, but the um, the character of Mia, played by Leah McHugh, she blew me away. The you know the the little the girl, little kid? yeah. When her good. mom when her mom died, that scene where they're all let at the mum's funeral, they're all letting go of the the black balloons, and she's trying to tie the doll to the balloon, and uh, it's not working. She just snaps. That crushed me. I laughed. Just <laughs> because you're a dick. <laughs> I was like, no. it's heavier than the fucking balloon, you idiot. But <laughs> Stupid kid. Wow. She just lost her mum. And, oh, man, that that oh, just really broke me. You know, and then we see the scene later where she's just sobbing in her bed. And yeah. it just it made me think of my kids. Like, what would happen if me or my wife died? How would they react? And it, it just really, really crushed me. So they really they, – they took that angle – really good and i and i honestly think that that performance by by leah was or mia as the character in the movie was done really 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 well um and i mean Jaden martell who played aiden um it was really good to see him in a movie where he wasn't stuttering so right i liked yeah. that but yeah that is definitely one thing i will agree with is the performances all around were really well like they yep. yeah especially from the kid actors they did fantastic job it's just the story I have an issue with, like in the plot. It just, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not a terribly put together movie. I just feel like it's very, like, like I said, discount Ariasta. Mm. But um, as as far as all the actors and stuff go, like, no issues. Like, it, it's kind of like The Witch in that sense for me, where it's just, 
Like, everything was fine. It's just mainly the story I had such an issue with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just I just really, really enjoyed the journey that this movie went on. You know, I didn't see all these things happening. Do you know what? We, a lot of people say, and, mm. and you said it before, Luffy, that this is just a ripoff of Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. And every time someone says that, I think to myself, why is it a bad thing? You know, Ari Aster's done a great job making these well. movies. Yeah. Uh, well. That's that's because I was gonna say like if the, if we get a lot of rip off Ari Aster, I am down. But you gotta like if you're gonna it's rip them off, you got you gotta be very good at what you're doing. And they tried too hard. That like Heather said it earlier, it's a art art house horror that tried too hard and just didn't didn't succeed. We wanted to be like the cool kids, but I think yes. also the one thing that we're not that I've heard a lot of people say: anyone that have children have enjoyed this movie. People who do not have children have not. And I think there is something to be said about your own personal experience Mm. and reflecting it in a film. And being able to put yourself – because you even said yourself, Tim, if I was in that situation, I think of my kids. I think of my wife. So it's going to pull from you where I may watch a movie. Like, for example, I've seen some movies that – one in particular that really reflected my marriage. And it really, you know – hit me differently than it would hit someone else and that's okay you know so i have yet to hear someone that does not have children that have really liked the lodge out of like the small group of people that i know it's not like i've talked to every single person that's seen it but that's just a sample group that i've noticed a a trend okay that's interesting that makes sense yeah okay um because i don't give a fuck about the kids at the end (laughs) yeah right (laughs) or the or the the suicide at the beginning right for parents like that could see that and be like holy fuck I get why these kids are acting this way. I understand. Like, there's a different level of empathy where maybe for us, we're like, well, yeah, we get why kids would be acting this way, but this is so stupid. Why can't they just get the fuck over this? And why are they doing these things? And don't they understand the consequences? Like, we may be looking at it from a much more objective point of view. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, very good point. There, there was something that happens in the movie, uh, and 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 I know it's a lot like Hereditary, where we're seeing a dollhouse with figures, and it, it cuts to the scene multiple yeah, times right. during the movie. And this is what I when when they showed that scene in the movie, like it kept showing these figures move in different places. I kind of picked the ending from what they were showing with us, but it was completely wrong. I thought that she was going to kill the kids. Um, by this, uh, trying kind of try and bring them into this cult herself. That's what I thought was going to happen too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, that, and then when they give us, the, maybe that's why I liked it because it didn't go in that direction. If they did go in that direction, I would have been like, okay, that was too easy to to guess. Mm. But I liked how they kind of gave us a swerve ball. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's- <laughs> For the most part, I, because yeah, like part of the ending I didn't obviously see coming, but yeah, the whole lead up to how everything was happening, I kind of seen, and it was too predictable for me in that area. Mm. I yeah, had a okay. feeling. I I kind of knew what the ending was going to be. I'm sorry. Like it was nothing surprised me in that film, except for the first ten minutes, and even then I was like, "Yep, something needs to happen for this story to begin." <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? But did you did you see the dad being killed as well? Oh yeah. I figured she was going to kill everybody. They were painting that up. They were painting her up to have this yeah. cult and, oh, my goodness, and now she's left her pills and she has mental illness in the cult, and that's what made me so angry. Mm. Those two things combined together were, like, the perfect angry juice for Heather. 
So, you know, and yet again, that's a personal belief that I have, but it was not, it was not a twist for me, but I, you know, it, it's just because I've seen so many of those movies and I'm just so tired of it. I'm so tired of this cult shit. I'm so tired of the mental health angle, or it was all just a fucking dream that we've seen in some other ones or whatever mm -hmm. the case is. I'm just done, 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 done. Okay. Last question before we go into our, to our scores and, and last thoughts. The ending of this movie is left a bit ambiguous and, and kind of left to your own devices. What did you pick up from it? What did you think? She killed um, everybody. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping she killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think she was because it pretty much left off with the kids with the uh, duct tape around their mouth saying sin. Mm -hmm. And I think what she was going to do was kill them, then kill herself. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's exactly what I got to. I, I thought that some people might have different interpretations of it or anything nope. like that, but <laughs> it looks like we all <laughs> we all thought the same thing. So mm -hmm. that's cool. All right, well, let's go with last thoughts and score for The Lodge. So, uh, Daniel, we'll go with you first. Um, look, I'm, it might be too – I'm giving it a four. Wow. Okay. Um, Did you say I you might think, be too generous? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I was I was heading I was hovering around two and three, oh, but wow. just the performances, um, held it up there. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna give it a four. I th th there is merit to it. I'd sort of it was okay enough for the first bit but when it kicks off i'm just like i was just annoyed mm -hmm. and then when it with the the ending payoff was just infuriating so uh don't love it i'll never watch it again uh i'm bummed because everyone else seemed to like it uh on the internet so yeah not in this little group but uh, <laughs> a lot of people seem to enjoy it and uh i wish i could be one of them but i just do not fucking like this movie this movie can fuck off <laughs> all right uh heather we'll go with you well i'm not as uh, angry um i think that i i think it deserves some respect for the effort that was put into it and i think some people will definitely connect with it and removing my own personal bias and why i didn't like it i think it deserves at least a six out of ten okay it's that's a well, it's, yeah it's a well-made film i think they really did put some effort into it it's well acted and um yeah, I, I can see why people will have this as their number one. I would never criticize because I, I've seen some really fucking worse movies this year, and this is definitely not one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's. I think if I think if you have kids, you may represent with this more, or maybe if you really enjoy the cult concept, I think it's worth a watch and decide for yourself if it's on your top ten or not. Nice, uh, Scott. All right, so. As much as I was saying, like, this is my dis like biggest disappointment of the year and uh, my original thoughts of fuck this movie. Well, I'm not nearly as angry about it anymore because I've had time to sit with it and rewatching it and everything like um, I'm. Yeah, the, it's the performances, the cinematography, the art house stuff, like the way that they did the symbology and everything like that throughout the film. Really well done. The score is really well done. The setting is... I love isolation horror, so that worked out well. It is just that story with the plot that I had the serious issues with. So, with that said, I would have to give it a 5.5. 5. 
Okay, cool. That's that's a fair score. Unlike four out of ten, whatever. <laughs> I was being generous. Fuck you, I'm gonna give it a two. No, you can't change your score now. All right. Uh, <laughs> my final thoughts. I'll and, give it a four with the heart of a two. <laughs> um, my final thought, Heather. Uh, uh, you d- you did the same thing that I did for you for Becky. Um, you kind of lowered my score a little bit with this. Um, all of you guys did. You all came up with some valid points that made me think. Uh, in saying that, I still really really enjoy this movie. It hit me emotionally. I I was guessing the entire time. I I, I see how the movie can be very unbelievable at times. But it didn't bother me. I just had a really fun time watching it. Um, I I just, yeah, I just really, really like this film. So I originally had it at a 9 out of 10. I'm going to come down to an 8 out of 10. Um, yeah. I don't know. This, this, is, this is still in my top 10 uh, of 2020. And I think it will probably stay there, depending how the rest of the year goes. Um, but, yeah, I think it's safe to say that you should definitely check this one out. Uh, it is one. Would you guys agree that it's one of the 2020 films that you have to watch? I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll decide whether you care for it or not, or if you hate it as much as Daniel does. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's worth the watch to make your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I wouldn't say avoid. Uh, just you know, there are issues I had with it, but others may not have those issues. So it's just worth the watch. Make your own opinion on it. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I I'm. I know that one thing we can all agree on is fuck that dad. Seriously. Yeah, yeah that dad was a piece of shit. What idiot. a loser. I know. Yeah, what a worst father of the year. And by the way, happy happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get Father's Day till September. That's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> see, that was so like Canadian North American shit coming out right there. Right. <laughs> like. Well, happy Father's Day to everyone in the in the states and Canada. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm not All a father, right. but that's nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our review on The Lodge. Uh, now we have Scott who picked the song for this movie. So, Scott, take it away. All right. Well, I want to preface this before Heather starts picking on me. Um, <laughs> uh, it. I took some a couple of days of deliberating on this one because this one was really tough to find a song that I felt fit with this movie. Yeah. Um, like I went looking up like different, uh, cult music and leaving cults and stuff like that. And nothing just seemed to fit. So I ended up going with one of my favorite bands, which is blind guardian, uh, their song, a voice in the dark. And yes, Heather, I know the only band I listened to. <laughs> I feel like you're so bullshit. And you just listened to your blind guardian CD for the 18th time. It was like, <laughs> this is the song. <laughs> No, I actually sat there and tried and tried and tried to find something else. And I just kept wanting to come back to this song because of the lyrics. And it's pretty much just talking about like, uh, I'll read you some of the lyrics real quick, but it's fear the voice in the dark. Be aware now. uh, Believe in dark wings and dark words. The shadow returns. Fear the voice in the dark. Be aware now. Black shadows, they hide and they wait, but soon they will return. So in my head with the cult past of hers I'm, and the constant of her hearing her father's voice constantly coming out from the shadows and just talking to her that's kind of how I went with this and I, I might have uh, went for a deeper meaning just like the film tried to do and maybe failed but you know 
that's pretty much why I went with this one because the words just seemed the lyrics seemed to fit with like what she is going through in her head. Yeah, same with me. I I chose I want candy because of the deep lyrics of that song. <laughs> 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 I relate to I Want Candy a lot, so don't worry. Yeah, I, Fat you shit. know, I knew a guy that <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yep, just like the filmmakers, I may have overthought this. <laughs> I think you did spectacular, sweetie. Ah, oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this does conclude the episode of Horror for Dummies for this week. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. We are proud members of the Padded Room Podcast Network, and we can be found there as long as Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Tuning, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. We want to thank Heather and Scott from the Friday Nightmares Podcast. Guys, if you can, I'm pretty sure that most people who listen to this listen to your show as well. And if you don't, shame. Shame on you. Shame. Shame, shame. (laughs) But uh, go ahead, give us some plugs and, and tell us what your show is all about. All right. Um, so, yeah, we are the Friday Nightmares podcast. We can be found on Kill the Cast. So if you subscribe to Kill the Cast, you will find us. Uh, we are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network as well. Uh, we are pretty much a uh, – we do a theme every episode, and we discuss a specific topic, and we're most – podcast do movie reviews we go for something different and just talk about this this specific topic and then bring in movies that relate to this topic and uh like for example our most recent episode that will hopefully be out this week is uh, about survival horror <gasps> and, trying, yes. and trying to survive like out in the wilderness and in the deserts and all that stuff so we brought in like horror of being lost in the woods, horror of being lost out in the winter and uh, cold and in the desert and how to survive it and whatnot. So we're, we try to do intellectual discussions and bring in, uh, like, we have our own works cited page for everything, every article that we find. And, like, Heather is definitely the brains behind this operation, and I'm just lucky to be on. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like an essay with source material and the source material being horror. Yes. Yes. Oh. Luffy, you need to fucking listen. Yeah, Luffy. I was just summing Fuck. it up. <laughs> oh, um, you mean like now or you mean like to their podcast? No, to their podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to. Um, I was saying before, Scott, that I was talking to Heather before that I, I listened to your latest episode, the Urban Legend one. Fucking oh, yeah. fantastic. Loved oh. that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Like, uh, looking into a lot of these urban legends and stuff like that. And then just, like, because what I end up doing when we create this theme, too, is since I'm doing the first-time watches, I try to find as many films that fit that topic that I've never seen before and then just watch a bunch of them for the next couple weeks till we record. Yeah. Man, I found some really interesting films. Yeah, well, you guys were, I was saying this to Heather, you guys were talking about films, and it kind of... I didn't really think of them as urban legends, but you explained them that they are. Like, for example, um, The Burning. I never really thought of that as a as an urban legend, and I didn't really know that Cropsy was a real type of thing. I was just I thought that was made for the movie. So, and the oh, documentary yeah. you guys were talking about about Cropsy, I, I need to seek that out now. Yeah, that is one I that I didn't that. get a chance Netflix, to watch. Yeah. I really want to though. It's on Netflix, is it? I think so. Oh, okay. It's on need... Prime to, for us, but maybe it's on Netflix for you guys. 
Oh, or it okay. used to be at least. I think I've seen it. I thought Cropsy was just made for the burning movie. I never realized it was an actual thing. I've nope. seen the Docco, but I haven't seen the movie. Okay. Oh, the, oh, the movie is a lot of fun, too. The movie is great. A, a, a very young Jason Alexander. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's strange. <laughs> but, um, no, you guys absolutely kill it. You are one of my favorite podcasts. So, please, guys, if you haven't seen a, uh, seen, if you haven't listened to the Friday Nightmares podcast, you go over. You can look over. at your phone while you do it if you want. I, I actually do because the, the graphic. Who makes the graphics for your the, – the, the pictures for your episodes? I do. Scott does, yeah. They're fucking mad. I like them. So oh, I you. do actually look at the phone while while listening to the episode. I was the other night. But, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because I, I pretty much try to find, like, all the movies that we discuss, at least most of them, and try to fit them all into the thumbnail. And Yeah. Uh, it, I have a lot. That's actually probably my favorite part of doing, like, all the producing part is actually creating the thumbnail because it's just – it's easy work, but it's just fun to be, like, artistic and try to create something unique. So yeah. Oh, I, I understand 100% where you're coming from. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much to you guys for once again joining us. This is not the last time you guys will be on. We will need to do date three. Is that a threat? Oh, for sure. And uh, I'm glad that you are allowing us back after this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that you're allowing Scott back. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Heather. <laughs> you know, th- th- no, this episode was fun. Sometimes it's, it's, it gets boring if we just agree on the same things all the time. It's Sorry. fun having a... Can we just argue with you? Well, no, you're actually you're actually a downer in a lot of films. So yeah, I hate movies. <laughs> um, but next week, uh, next week we are going to be coming back with our uh, monthly massacre, where we've just been talking about things we've done this month. Spoiler alert: I have hardly had time to watch anything besides the films we've been reviewing. So I'm going to have to bust my ass and watch a lot of new films in the next week. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for Horror for Dummies. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Heather and Scott, thank you so much once again. We love you guys. Oh, love you too, guys. And thank you very much for having us back on. This was a blast. And, yeah, I look forward to working with you in the future again. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Daniel. Say goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye. See ya.